in a special event held once a month exclusively for our wonderful Patreon subscribers. We will now see two of our horror experts take the side of horror icons in a formal debate. Determine who will win in an epic showdown. I am your ring host, Eugene, and this is Bloodbath. Take it away, ring announcer. Yes, thank you, Eugene. To my right, represented by Weekend Horror host Alex, standing at 5 foot 10 inches, weighing in at 174 pounds, dispensing vigilante justice as the Bay Harbor Butcher, serial killer Dexter Morgan. And to my left, represented by Weekend Horror host JL, standing at 5 foot 8 inches, weighing in at 180 pounds, with an appetite for knowledge as much as for people who annoy him, serial killer Dr. Hannibal the Cannibal Lecter. The official time and rule keeper for our debate will be Weekend Horror contributor Angela. Thank you, Eugene. All right, gentlemen, I want a clean debate. Let's try and keep the interruptions and shit talk to a bare minimum. Each debater will have one minute to present their opening statement, then three minutes to present their three best points. Afterwards, the debaters will get three minutes to rebut the points from their opponent, then each will get one minute to make their closing statement. As a previous debate winner, JL will call it in the air. Winner of the coin toss will determine the lead. I choose heads. Coin toss? It comes up. Tails. Ooh. Alex, you, know you have a choice. I'm going to actually go ahead and pass this one off to J.O. Oh, he's going to let me leave. I'm going to let you go first. Okay, let's get this started. Yes, and may the best villain win. All right, time will commence when you begin speaking. You have one minute. All right. Few things in horror scare us more than the human villain. The human villain is not supernatural or possessing of superhuman strength, longevity, or durability. The human villain is the person next to you in the movie theater, dining in the next booth, ordering before you in the drive-thru. The human villain is you and I, and the most terrifying of the human villain is the serial killer. Adept at blending in manipulation, deception, and an absolute narcissistic worldview, these cunning monsters are incredibly dangerous, though they do have their weaknesses. Ego, rage, grandeur, and sometimes delusional and uncontrolled homicidal urges. Then there is the legend, the unclassifiable, the nightmare personified Dr. Hannibal Lecter, a.k.a. Hannibal the Cannibal. Medical doctor, surgeon, psychiatrist, refined, quaffed, and utterly unmatched across the board in the depths of his manipulation and culinary depravity. No human villain can top this master predator, and I will prove tonight that fellow serial killer Dexter Morgan could never hold a candle to this perfect specimen of human Time. monsters. Thank you, JL. Alex, you have one minute. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Coming to you from the mean streets of Miami, a man, no, more like a monster, that has dedicated his whole entire life to snuffing out the lives of other serial killers, like it's been his thing. Murderers. Anybody that has even attempted murder is not even safe from this guy. Hiding in plain sight, in the police department, with a fake smile on his face, a lust for blood in his cold, dead heart. Already crushing records today with over 135 kills. Some call him the Bay Harbor Butcher. Some call him the Dark Defender. Either way, you better hope he doesn't come calling for you. 
We're talking about the one, the only, the serial killer, Dexter Morgan. Thank you, Alex. All right, JL, you now have three minutes to state three points. Excellent. Now, as Dr. Chilton quote was quote, I'll quote Dr. Chilton here. They've tried to study him, but he's much too sophisticated for the standard tests. That's because the number of villains that can match the Chesapeake Ripper in sheer intellectual prowess is few, if any. He excelled at the Lycee Secondary School and was the youngest person admitted to medical school in France. Now, after volunteering with the police forensic laboratory, under recommendation, he began his internship at Johns Hopkins in Maryland, where he became a medical doctor and honed his impressive skills as a surgeon. His natural emotionless state aids his pursuits. And then after this, he established himself as a brilliant clinical psychiatrist to the, to the Baltimore elite, specializing in abnormal cases, including other serial killers. He is a master of manipulating, breaking down, and completely eschewing responsibility onto those he diagnoses. Lecter also pre pre possesses a profound memory through, the, through his method of loci, as well as a photographic memory and total recall. His intelligence is unmatched. But he also has experience and skill as well. He, one of his best strengths, his years of killing and easily avoiding detection, have honed him into a frighteningly efficient weapon of both plan and opportunity. Now, he's trained in hand-to-hand -hand combat and swordsmanship, training he received in Japan. He cut his teeth with the murders of a group of trained soldiers when he was just in his teens. With his poise, his grace, dexterity, speed, precision, and fluidity of motion, granted by his emotionless nature, and his training as an elite surgeon, and his powerful manipulative abilities, honed by decades of analyzation and clinical mental assessments, make his mind as deadly as his we as a weapon as uh, as deadly a weapon as his blades. Now, his greatest strength is his sense of absolute control. His natural detached and emotionless nature limit his ability to invest in him himself into anything beyond his own personal curiosities. This absence of emotion makes every move he makes, every action both calculated and purposeful. He does nothing without forethought, always moving forward, much like a great white shark, to avoid boredom, stagnation, and ultimately death. It's this personal level of control, combined with his surprising physical and profound mental skills, that make Lecter an incredibly dangerous predator that you never see coming. He'll be able to break down his assailant, meaning Dexter Morgan, break him down, and use all of his weaknesses to his benefit, and take control of the situation, and finish the fight. I'll yield the rest of my time. Thank you, JL. Alex, you have three minutes. All right. Now, like you said, trained in martial arts, combat fighting, something that was, you know, you've got kind of an upper hand on timeline because there's a lot more Hannibal Lecter renditions. How, which one are you looking at here? We'll never know. But going throughout the whole thing, yes, there was training on both sides, martial arts, taekwondo, jiu-jitsu, um, and when it comes to strength and being able to um, fight combat hand-to-hand, -hand, I mean, depending on where you're coming from, I see Dexter taking this simply because of his endurance and his will and need to stay hidden, um, bringing to that point being hidden. Uh, like I said, he hides out in plain sight. He literally works for the Miami Metro Police Department as a blood splatter analysis and hides under the noses of everybody except for... Um, 
one person catches him early on in the series, but you know how he ends up. Um, when it comes to Dexter Morgan being able to take out Hannibal Lecter, it all really comes down, I think, um, to Dexter Morgan is a slave to the need, his impulse. He's a slave to his impulse. It's his dark passenger. It's the thing that keeps him going. You can be as smart as you want, but when it comes down to a need over Lecter just killing for fun and it's all this long drawn out process of manipulating the enemy and whenever somebody has ever been on Dexter's slab and they try to manipulate him they actually just end up dead faster uh so I think in any circumstance where they came face to face Dexter would be able to overpower and then not listen to any I mean Lecter's victims were generally, in most situations, mentally incompetent, sick in the head, already about to be, you know, broken. They're right on the edge of being broken. But then when it comes down to Dexter, he's a psychopath. He doesn't feel anything. He might have some resemblance of emotions at some points uh, throughout the show, but he learns off of those and becomes less connected to people. And it's easier for him to just stick a knife in their chest. So when it came down to it, I don't think he'd be able to outsmart him, outtalk him. Um, or really out fight him but uh, when it when it comes down to being stealthy I think Dexter has the one up on this all he would have to do would walk up behind him stick him with his horse tranquilizer and I think it would be over from that point um, not even giving Lecter time to dig into his past or find something to use against him so I think using his his ability to disconnect his physical strength and the just absolute need to fulfill the urge to kill instead of wanting to do it for fun puts Dexter at a huge advantage here. Okay, thank you, Alex. JL, you now have three minutes for your rebuttal. Excellent. Now, Alex does make some make some good points, okay? Dexter is highly skilled. He is. His training with Harry was exemplary. For especially for Dexter's age, Dexter only being in his thirties. Now the problem is that that is where Dexter fails. De- Dexter's youth, in comparison to Hannibal's um, age and experience, and his wisdom in various situations, is one of the is one of Dexter's biggest weaknesses. He simply is not as skilled as Hannibal Lecter, and Dexter, while trained to control a specific environment and a specific individual based upon what he knows, he cannot manipulate the situation in the long term. He, Dexter thinks very, very short term to satisfy his natural urges. And that is his second biggest weakness, is because if Dexter goes too long without killing someone, he descends, He or actually I would say he devolves into a homicidal, into a homicidal state. To where he snaps, he makes he he basically descends into a rage. This is a supreme weakness on behalf of Dexter because that rage and that where other people would say Dexter is unpredictable makes him highly predictable to someone like Lecter, because Lecter does not lose his cool. Lecter cannot feel rage. Everything Lecter does is basically he functions off of his curiosity. Now Dexter would be a curious state, you know, serial killer existing amongst, you know, out in the open as such, and being kind of a vigilante in that respect, but that's about as far as it goes. You play with Dexter long enough, and eventually you can turn him into that animal state, and he basically loses, he becomes a raging animal, and at that point he's predictable, and while dangerous, 
you know exactly what he's going to do. And he, therein lies his second greatest weakness. His third greatest weakness is his Dexter's ego. Because Lecter exhibits no ego whatsoever. Lecter accepts and acknowledges his own intelligence, but he is not egotistical to the sense that he, that he lords it over other people. People simply stand in awe of his natural capabilities. Whereas, whereas throughout Dexter's entire series, okay, throughout the entire seven seasons, we always see glimpses of his arrogance and his absolute egotism. I have control of a situation. I can make it happen. I can do this. It's me, 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 me. Which are the natural states of someone who is a serial killer. There is a natural narcissism that goes with it. But that narcissism also is a weakness. Narcissism that Lecter does not possess. Lecter does enjoy the, the finer things in life, but as long as things are going to Lecter's plan, he doesn't descend into homicidal rage. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't need anything to feed his ego. It's simply the game for Lecter. And if he gets bored, he typically moves on to find another game, which Time. doesn't always result in prey. Thank you, J.O. Alex, you have three minutes for your rebuttal. All right. I like how you, you had to go and attack the ego on that one. I mean, we're talking about serial killers. Of course, they're going to be narcissists. But when it comes down to it, you're saying that Hannibal Lecter can't feel rage. Um, something you touched on was uh, Dexter devolves. Now, if it came down to the long game, if that's where we're going with this, if they, if they existed in a world where they knew about each other and they were playing the long game against each other, like Dexter and his brother, or like... I mean, that's actually the best, the best example... There's going to be other people that Dexter can kill in between because it doesn't have to be methodical. It doesn't have to be long and drawn out for Dexter. He will play the long game to get the guy. And especially with somebody that he knows is going to try to elude him, he's definitely going to play the long game with him. But he'll kill people in between there. He can have multiple things going on at once because that's how his brain works. So I don't think that he would really devolve too much in their battle if it came down to a long game situation. Um, when it comes to skill, you say that... Lecter has more experience than Dexter does, but when it comes down to it, depending on what you're going with report-wise, Lecter only has anywhere between 28 and 62 kills total, while Dexter has 135. So that's twice as many kills under his belt. And while it might seem quick and just to fill an urge, he's definitely more experienced when it, com or when it comes to the number of murders. Uh, and then also when it comes down to those murders... It's not just mental patients or uh, wacko killers that are just unstable and unhinged. We're talking about a highly adapted, very smart serial killer. And so, he, you know, he's killing, Lecter is killing unintelligent people while Dexter is taking out full blown serial killers while killing other murderers on the side. So when it comes to experience, I think Dexter really has it there due to just sheer numbers. Um, and his victims in general. Um, and then I guess the last thing I can touch on, back to the ego thing, I think when it comes down to serial killing, that's where Hannibal Lecter kind of gets put under the table, is he thinks he's so smart, he acknowledges that he's smart, and he might not play the egotistical card, but he always thinks that he's one step ahead. So all it would really take is Dexter to look at that, see that that's how he is, and then take two steps forward, watch him trip over the last step, and then take him out. I'll stop there. Thank you, Alex. Alrighty, JL, you now have one minute for your closing statement. Okay. 
any debate as to who would win in the showdown between the Bay Harbor Butcher and the Chesapeake Ripper falls squarely in the favor of the good doctor. Though Dexter does make for a formidable hunter, and his forensic knowledge aids his endeavors, his weaknesses will be his undoing. Lecter is a killer of intelligence, cunning, connections, and means. He is unlike anything Dexter has targeted before. And Lecter would make smart use of Dexter's code, the logical fallacies within it, his failures to live up to his father Harry, and his inability to accept what exactly what he is. His dark passenger is his greatest weakness, for ultimately it is the seat of Dexter's homicidal rage. This most base of human emotions and his adherence to this code makes Dexter highly predictable and easily manipulated and has been shown by the various individuals that have, that have come into his life. Miguel and the Trinity Killer and various others and Deborah, most of all. Time. Certainly. Thank you, JL. Alex, you now have one minute for your closing statement. Dexter is just hiding in plain sight because he's not afraid of anybody or anything. And the thing that makes him more scary is the fact that he's not even somebody who, like, would just give up their life. So he doesn't want to die. He likes being alive because he likes doing what he's doing. And at this point in time, at the end of everything, when everything was said and done in both these storylines, Dexter has nothing to lose. I am sure if he found somebody as prolific as he was, somebody that is as as formidable as he is as an opponent, he would ride that long game out with nothing left to lose and just add Lecter, you know, into his slide collection. That would, that would be it. The end. Okay. Thank you guys. All right. All right. That was, that, that was good. I, Great I job guys. That. <laughs> you tore up my closing statement with your closing statement. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was looking for that. I actually had one more line, and I, I'm so bummed I didn't get to say it because uh, you got to do. I knew you were gonna do. You you were gonna close your state. You were gonna close your whole thing by mentioning the blood slides. I know, okay. and I was I was gonna yeah. And I knew you were gonna say that, but I had this whole line about serving uh, you know serving up his dark passenger with capers figs and a full-bodied merlot (laughs) (laughs) and i was gonna throw as an as an early dinner with deborah as his guest oh (laughs) Oh, damn that would have been a low blow no you just reached into my closing statement pulled all of it out of it put it into your closing statement fucked me up (laughs) (laughs) that's why i was like yeah you know just another one of his slides we, we leave it to our judges Ooh. I I have to say that definitely these are getting better and better, and y'all brought up some like killer killer points. Um, I like you know I like the fact I like the fact that brought up um, Hannibal Lecter's like special forces training and his you know combat. You think in a hand to hand combat kind of thing. But I also like the fact that Dexter is so methodical and has almost killed twice as many people as uh, Hannibal has. Um, the the one thing I was really curious that no one brought up is that despite despite the fact of all like the training and everything like that, no one brought up the fact that in Silence of the Lambs he was captured to begin with, so he's not like infallible. Right. Right. That's not Whereas... fair though because he wanted to be captured. <laughs> True, true. That's well, well, 
It, it, exactly. He wanted to be in that cell. He was captured because he wanted Graham. So the whole the whole thing. Yeah, he did. Ledger spent eight <laughs> years in that cell because he wanted to be in that cell. Man, that's so. And then when and then when he didn't want to be in the cell, he wasn't in the he cell. Got out. He wasn't in the cell. Anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So I thought, like I said, both y'all made excellent excellent points but there was one point that i was like okay i just i have to go with it and this this was the one that made me determine who their winner is oh is it for you like that what about Ang- oh, what about angela? angela oh um well i thought that it was great that you brought up the fact that if dexter goes too long without killing he he gets crazy like he loses his shit like he he can't deal um whereas hannibal he can just like push that shit to the back of his mind and just kind of deal with it he doesn't go all feral yeah. no he just eats people's fucking brains <laughs> <laughs> he just that's, pretends that's, he's eating people that's all <laughs> that's, that's the thing is that hannibal doesn't kill hannibal's not driven by a need to kill hannibal kills as a as basically as a as a means to an end it's very machiavellian if he doesn't need to kill he doesn't go out there and like look for people to kill he's not a hunter but when he goes on the hunt He's incredibly dangerous because you never know. Not to mention, he's his medical training makes him even as even on defense, his medical training makes him incredibly dangerous. So that that was that that's the whole deal is that he he's <laughs> also not, he Dexter Morgan that weakness. It was like because after after Sons of the Lambs and he killed Doctor Chilton, which was which was a balancing of the scales in his eyes, so that Chilton wouldn't do to others what he did to, what he did to, to Lecter. Okay. Because it's always people that annoy him. Usually they get in the way. People that are spoiling everything around him. And that's the whole big thing is that eventually, it, when he went to Italy, he killed one person when he was in Florence. One. he The person who was standing in the way of him getting the job that he wanted. But once that person was out of the way, he didn't need to kill anybody. Until they started coming after him. And he was like, okay, well, I guess the game's back on now, so... You Wish know, you would have used that thing. in the debate, because then I could have been like, wow, what a whiny little bitch. <laughs> I can't have it. I'll just kill it <laughs> and eat it, and then and and eat, eat it, it afterwards. You know, there's that whole it. thing. He's not At least he's efficient in that point. <laughs> All right, so uh, I know who I'm going to pick. All right, are we ready? All right, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so the winner of this bloodbath, right, between Dexter. And Hannibal will go to dun, 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 dun. Hannibal. Yes. <laughs> and it it was it was one argument that stuck out. It was the fact that Dexter needed to kill. And Alex, you said, well, he can kill people on the side. I f- I pictured Hannibal setting up somebody to die to lure Dexter in. That was kind of wow, how. That, that, there was a lot of thought behind that point huh <laughs> but it was that, that was just what popped that's what popped in my head was that he would use that he would use that urge against him and set him up somewhere oh he absolutely would because hannibal would be like you know what uh instead of me killing this dude i'm gonna set it up to where dexter's gonna kill him for me Kinda. No, you're right. Hannibal has to send minions to do his bidding. I understand. <laughs> oh, Hannibal does not send minions to do his bidding. Hannibal is... Hannibal How many times is... did he make other people kill other people for him? That's exactly what that is. <laughs> but that's part of the game, but he's also done it himself. But he can stand toe-to-toe with FBI agents. He can go toe-to-toe with cops when he needs to. 
because he's being that yeah dexter morgan right he killed that one cop went went to -to toe-to-toe with the fbi (laughs) (laughs) don't try to save it now there boss That That's was cool. You already awesome. won. I can talk all this shit I want now. Fantastic. It's not formal anymore. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> well, way to go, I mean, J.L. That was, that was a good fight. Debate, Thank you. That's, that, was, that, was a, that was a good debate. Thank that you. Was, Excellent debate. That was Excellent. good. That was good. I learned things about both characters. Um, it was awesome. You know, uh, I would love to see them duke it out in a ring with like razor blades or something like that. That would just be interesting, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Here's all I'm saying is Dexter needs a father figure. So, you know, maybe these two can stop fighting team up. Yeah, because you see the damage that Hannibal could do with the, with, the, with the foreknowledge, which you know he'll get with the foreknowledge of Dexter, of Dexter's father, of Harry. Yeah. And the code and like that. He, he would dismantle that in a heartbeat. He may even find it tedious. I mean, when it comes down to the code, though, you kept bringing that up. The code kind of falls apart pretty early on in the whole series. Like, he realizes that, as soon as he realizes, like, who his mom was and the involvement that Harry had in his life early on, I feel like the code kind of became loose, especially after Deborah found him. It did. It, it, it kind of, he began to, he began to change the code to suit his own needs. Right. Which was, I believe, was a side effect of, of what he was, was he, the code kept him, the code kept him grounded. I think but, he reached and, and, the potential of the code and had to further it from there. And, 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 but at, but at, at heart, he's a homicidal maniac. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and the code is simply what kept him grounded by fo- by get, basically giving him a meditative focus to do what he was doing. And to, you know, to, and to justify his killing. So, but like, you know, the dude that he beat to death with the boat anchor, and we know, after... <laughs> after uh, after Rita was killed. Yes. That was just sheer animal need to murder something. Well, in the series so. finale, too, when he fucking sticks the dude in the jugular with the pen. Yeah. That At that oh. point, that was just, that was just, that was it. He was just so killing the kill at that point. <laughs> so I am really curious, Alex. Yes. What is your favorite Dexter kill? Oh, I know God, you're a huge that's... fan. So what, what's your favorite one? Oh, there's some pretty wicked ones. Uh, I guess, like... See that's that's hard because I like all of the the main kill like the Trinity killer and when it <laughs> right. comes down to like uh, his brother, um, fuck. Well, I'll tell you mine. Mine yeah. is the Minotaur. <laughs> the Minotaur. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that was. I will never. The, if that I ever like, think about watching, like, because I'm actually I started it over, but when I get to that point, I that's the one episode I remember from start to finish. Oh, the the uh, the guy dresses the minotaur. Is the minotaur yet? <laughs> I don't run from people. That people was a, run from That was a mindfuck episode. He, he, yeah, so he put the sign up. He's like, run. He's like, I run? I don't run. I make people run. Unless I'm being chased by a bull with an axe. <laughs> 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 that makes me run. <laughs> then, uh, then I'll, yeah, yeah. I just went through the kill where uh, he had the vigilante copycat when... You know, the FBI was on his ass. I think it was, like, season two. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. When the FBI was on his ass and the vigilante dude. And then he gets him in there and he's like, okay, cool. You don't have to kill me. He's like, oh, no, I'm definitely going to kill you. Like, <laughs> he's like, okay, good. So you don't have to. Oh, no, I'm going to kill you. I have to. He's like, whack. He's like, what? We've come to, oh, fuck. We've come to an understanding. He did, they had that so, long ass, so much, long talk so much and everything was like, oh, my God. Okay, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Well, you know, you're right. Oh, I'm right? You don't have to kill me? No. Oh, no, you're still going to die. <laughs> no, I have to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
All right. I would. <laughs> I did, and I the yeah, I love it. And but I had I, I always harken back. While what Hannibal did to Mason Berger was insane, was absolutely fucking crazy. You know, with cutting his own face off, eating his own nose, <laughs> feeding it to the dogs, and shit like that. That was that that shit was fucking crazy. But it was his escape from uh, when he was in Tennessee. It was his escape that uh, when he killed the two cops, disguised the disguised you know then disguised himself as the other cop, switched clothes, wore his face. Oh yeah, and then decorate and then decorate put the other cop disemboweled into the. Uh, and strung him up on the cell itself, yeah. With you know that kind of mind, when he uh, that they just that opening scene when they open the doors to that room and that that one cop is like my is like my god, and then you see that that's what that's who you know that's when you know you're dealing with something really special. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it touches me. That, in the right that way. guy, he's going places. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. This concludes our bloodbath. We truly hope you enjoyed it. If you agree or disagree with the results, feel free to comment below or email us at weekendhorror at gmail.com. Stay tuned when we announce our next two combatants. Thank you so much for joining, and we'll see you next month. Yay!